Hello. It is officially Steelers Week. And Victory Monday. And Victory Monday. Honestly, we Browns backers get to enjoy our fourth Victory Monday in a row. Yes. And that's like, what is even going on? I'm loving it, but I'm confused. Allie was one. I was zero. What? Last time that that's right. was not even a thing. Yes. And uh, last time that the Browns were four and one. I mean, 1994. So, <clears throat> obviously, last we left you, the Browns were three and one for the first time since 2001, since George was a wee lad. You. Yep. And then, I mean, taking it back even further now until 1994, under head coach Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick and defensive coordinator Nick Saban, who is now the head coach at Alabama. Who the hell? Now, uh, oh, as always, with you, you know, our hosts here today, we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it Founders Week. Yeah. So we don't have Levi and Megan. Missing. Yeah, Megan is upstairs. Oh, gosh. Now, we've always had a football team with a lot of moving parts, but for the first time ever, those parts are moving in conjunction with one yes, another. Yes. So there's, it's feeling like an actual team. So let's take a look, we'll break it down. First quarter, Baker was looking great. He completed critical passes, but struggled to seal the deal in the end zone after throwing OBJ in the, uh, and, and you know, overthrowing OBJ, mm-hmm. which is sad. Which is worse to see live. Yes. Than it is on TV. If you Same can, with Anderson Deo. Oh yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> I left him out. Yes. It was Cody Parkey to the rescue with a flawless field goal. Browns on the board, first 3-0. We can confirm from section 542 that it was a windy day up on the lake. It's yeah. clear that Cody Parkey is acclimated to kicking in those windy conditions. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a beautiful job, honestly, yeah. this whole game. He's one of the stars. Kissed the uprights on that last one, but um, it went in. So good enough. It's true. All right. Colts answering back with a touchdown with about six minutes left in the first. Browns wouldn't score again until early in the second quarter with Baker hitting Kareem in the end zone for seven of their own. Ten minutes remaining in the first half. Indianapolis snagged a field goal to tie it up at ten. Baker hits Hollywood Higgins in the end zone with six minutes to go. Which, thank God, finally, finally got to see, got to see Hollywood Higgins, which I still believe he should start over Daryl Hodge and Peoples-Jones, which he did. He is starting over Peoples-Jones right now, but... I'd like to see him starting over Kadero when he comes back. Absolutely. Okay, this is going to sound really insane, but my voice sounds completely different in these headphones. Oh, we got new podcast headphones. Yeah, we got new podcast headphones. last headphones. week's podcast headphones. <laughs> so like, everything's going to be different now. Oh, God. Voices, <laughs> voices included. Now, I did scream in my guts out last night, so I couldn't part. Oh, yeah. We did. I 12,000 people have never sounded so loud. I know. It's and it's, there was, It seemed like there were so many fucking people there. Oh, I know. I'm like, how does it... I mean... Yeah. Anyways, Stefanski, fun as hell. Around two minutes to go, OBJ gets his shot at playing QB. A quick handoff from Baker to Kareem, Kareem to OBJ, who then bombs it downfield to Cooper. Just before the half, Parky hits a 32-yard field goal to put us up 20-10. 22-10. Parky's field goals were so critical. They were. I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, let you, I'll let you go into the rest of the thing, but the one thing I want to talk about is how easy it was. Easy it is to lose these games yeah. more than we think. And how, how bad of shape we could be in right now. Mm-hmm. But we're on the opposite side of the spectrum, so True. I'll let you talk about the rest. All right, first thing, walking into the third, Rivers inadvertently hits Brown safety Ronnie Harrison, who took it all the way back for a touchdown, a beautiful pick six. Those are a rare treat anywhere, but more so than anywhere than first Saturday Stadium. The last time there was a pick six, we were also there to witness it with Denzel Ward taking it back from Andy Dalton last year. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get Coke real quick, so. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Browns rose to 27-10. And this is where it gets a little dicey from a Cleveland perspective. Oh, yeah. I was actually in the bathroom and hearing the announcers, hoping to God it was actually a recap from a different game. <laughs> uh, Colts cornerback Isaiah Rodgers ran um, 
returned for 101 yards. Touchdown, Jeez. making a 10-point game. It was disgusting. But with four minutes left remaining in the third, Colts also hit a field goal, putting us just a touchdown away from disaster at 27-20. Just six points. Just like, oh my God. Field goal, extra point after the kick, point after the touchdown wins it, which was horrifying. It was. Philip Rivers fresh in the fourth quarter. Intentional grounding from the end zone equals a safety for the Cleveland Browns. Now up nine. Yeah. Very happy. Colts were once again held to a field goal, their last score of the night, with just under three minutes left before the whistle, 29-23 now. And then with 22 seconds remaining, Cody Parkey, 46 yards out, hits the goal post, barely making it into the Browns uh, and taking them up to a 32. I genuinely could not watch. I had my hands over my eyes. I was just like, I waited for the crowd reaction. <laughs> which, yeah, which was funny because I saw Stefanski walking the other way because oh, he didn't want to watch it. Um, in the end, Browns did clinch it 32-23. Let's talk about it. Yep. It's fun. Oh, man. I mean, like I was saying, it is so much easier to lose these games. Mm-hmm. It is so... It would have been so Browns for us to lose last week and this week. We could be 2-3 and three right now. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, Easily. I think any other year we are. Yeah. With this kind of schedule. And yeah, now 4-1. and one, And I'm so tired of people saying that the Browns haven't beaten anyone. You, they said Bullshit. that they said that Dallas <laughs> was going to be the biggest test. They said that the Colts were going to be the biggest test. And now, and watch if we lose next week, they'll be like, "See, these Browns are not who we thought they exactly. were." Exactly. They're they're going over their head like exactly. Oh, shut up. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so exhausting. But it is true that Steelers are going to be our biggest test, right? Mm-hmm. As of this season thus far. But I think, so. I think we the Browns deserve some credit, so much credit because, like I was saying, it was so much. It was so easy to lose these games, mm-hmm. just like. Oh yeah, they they did not at even one moment just roll over and hand it to them. Like, yeah. there was a fight to the end. And, and I think that again, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be a big fan of Stefanski forever, probably. Yeah. I think that you and you talked that up to coaching. I would say yeah, I think that was the biggest thing is that the Indianapolis Colts got out coached by a rookie coach, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And um, my biggest thing is a lot of people are gonna look at this game and talk about how Baker almost gave it away. But Baker's the reason why we were in it in the first half is oh. what I was telling Allie. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could have easily rolled over, but the Colts put up 15, you know, 17, 24 points and us just not put, you know, not score anything. Yeah, it's a dollar pump. No, hold on. I saw, I, I was seeing these somewhere at some store we were just at. Megan has a very pretty pumpkin here. Yes. But anyways, where <laughs> no. was I? Damn it. I was like, these are pretty. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. But um I was gonna say, um, with uh it it's just so it was so easy for us just to give the game away mm-hmm. and so easy for um Baker just to lay down and not play good. But I mean two touchdowns in the first half. I know he had a horrible second half, mm-hmm. but uh he was the only reason why we were in the game, so I think he deserves a lot more credit. I think so. Let's talk about Mayfield. Let's talk about him and uh, Landry and OBJ specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted a link to the group today on Facebook that I think is important when determining Baker Mayfield's value as a quarterback. And we talked last week about the very obvious marked improvements we've seen in recent games, and I don't think this game is any exception. Mm-hmm. We saw him relying heavily on Landry, obviously. There were some beautifully connected passes between the two of them. He also hit Odell Beckham a couple times, um, big and small plays all around that I felt really made the difference in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk more about this quarterback battle in a second and why it's so telling about both teams. But it was also kind of a rough game for Landry and Baker specifically. Landry having dropped two passes and, of course, Baker's interceptions. Landry tweeted late last night after the game, quote, them two will haunt me for a night or two. Great team win in front of the best fans. And I think that's exactly what we should expect to hear from, you know, at, 
from the team by now. Mm. Like the awareness of shortcomings that can be addressed or worked on, improved. And of course, had this been a loss, I think we'd see a lot more scrutiny leveled at Jarvis. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's fair for all the good that he did do in the game. Mm. But I think um, with the coming apart a little bit at the end, I think... If you're the Browns coaching staff, you're pushing a little bit more in the way of passing drills this week, I'm imagining. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, that's the thing is just like he it was a totally different quarterback in the second half. and almost yeah. cost us the game. If he just takes that sack mm-hmm. instead of throwing the interception, yeah. oh, things would have been so much better. Um, there's very little weakness in the Browns anymore, though. Honestly, I mean, we had a lot of power with the run game when it came to Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and we talked about that last week. And so we think, okay, we're going to force Baker to rely on that arm, and now we're seeing that even that won't save you. Yeah. Like, he, he can make the plays that matter. Exactly. And that's the thing is, like, I love how the Colts, all the Colts fans I've seen are just like, oh, well, we didn't have Costanzo and we didn't have Leonard. We didn't have Nick Chubb, who's the best running back in the game yeah. right now. And I mean, our run game did hurt. Let's yeah. Not, let's not exactly. pretend it's, that their defense was bad. Yeah, like, exactly. We struggled in the run. That's why Baker's first half performance was so impressive. It's against the number one defense. Mm-hmm. You don't have Nick Chubb. Your running game isn't helping you. And he throws for about 227, two something maybe. We're getting there. Okay. It's interesting. And, um, Believe me, it's one of the most fascinating things about this podcast. Yeah. And threw 23 balls. So, yeah, go ahead. Baker Mayfield did take a big hit around the seven-minute mark in the fourth quarter and was a bit slow to rise. He ended up being taken to the medical tech for evaluation, but returned for the next possession. Um, with a then undisclosed rib injury, he underwent x-rays after the game and the verdict was returned last night that no, he didn't break or fracture any ribs. He does expect to come out swinging in Schittsburg next week mm-hmm. and quote, mama didn't raise no wolves. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that is the rookie Baker moxie that oh, we yeah. really think that we all like, we enjoy it. We like to see it. Oh yeah. I think so too. He knows what important matchups our Steelers games are. Yeah. He's not going to leave anything to chance. Mm-hmm. Um, Further proof that Baker Mayfield is the man to return Cleveland's dignity, the not-so-fun fact with last, last night's victory. George, do you know which one I'm talking about? Talking about the most winning quarterback in First Energy Stadium? Baker Mayfield replaces Ben Roethlisberger as First Energy Stadium's all-time winningest quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's right. Before last night, Big Ben held that title in our own house with what I want to say is 10 wins. 11. 11. Okay, mm-hmm. so Baker, take it back now with 12. Yep. I think that's definitely going to add to that amount of uh, big, big energy walking into Heinz next week. <laughs> exactly. I think that that definitely helps because that was the most embarrassing stat. Oh, absolutely. Cleveland has regained a little honor, I yeah. think. Oh, so, things are looking up. It is. It it's is. not It's not uh, a finished product, but right. it is definitely in the works. I mean, for Stefanski's first five games, I could not be more thrilled or yeah. excited. Exactly. Quarterback battle. Let's talk about it. Baker threw 37 passes, completing 21 of them for 247 yards, two interceptions, and two touchdowns. Phillip Rivers, on the other hand, threw 33, completing 21 for 243 yards. Almost indistinguishable from Baker Mayfield because he also threw two uh, two interceptions. Yeah. Baker's touchdowns made the difference. But yeah, Phillip Rivers, no touchdowns. None. This is especially important when you're considering the, the Cleveland Browns overall. And we mentioned last week that about 90% of Indianapolis's points come from field goals. Their offense is not great. Mm-hmm. Their defense, however, considered one of the best in the league. So I think we saw that because the Browns' offense did struggle, um, but they didn't struggle so much as to not make the connections that matter. Yeah. So from Indiana-based news sources, blame is being placed squarely at the feet of Phillip Rivers. And I think that is pretty apt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. The Indy so, Star, too. which I often quote, um, said, for the second time in five weeks, Indianapolis needed Philip Rivers to lift the team to a win, and instead he committed the kind of back-breaking mistakes that have always been the flaw in his game. Mm-hmm. So even Indianapolis, they're like, okay, 
what the oh, yeah. hell is going on? And they signed him over Cam Newton. <laughs> Colts.com did reveal that with, uh, quote, his first four completions, he reached 5,000 career passes. He became just the fifth player in NFL history to reach that number, joining Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, and Peyton Manning. So he has joined an elite crew, but has little or nothing to show for it. And I think in the end, we're seeing that those are not passes that are happening when it counts the most. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I know you have to give see nine points of that 32 door um defense because mm-hmm. of the interception for a touchdown and then that safety caused yeah. by miles um but uh i mean you still put up 20 you put up 20 points in the first half against the best defense oh yeah i mean it's still it was impressive it was pretty impressive i know the second half they really got it together but mm-hmm. i mean still yeah. i mean it, it's a full t- it's you know it's a team game, so the defense coming and making those big plays. I don't know what that was. Oh, it was just a wire. I think that was my, my laptop charger. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that Ronnie Harrison interception for a touchdown. Talk I thought about that was spatial awareness. I he thought knew. that sealed it right there, but of course it did not. <laughs> we got to enjoy that for all of about eight seconds. All right, gonna talk very briefly about Cody Parkey um, because. We're seeing that Stefanski is pushing consistency. Like, there's no doubt about it. He's not letting Baker really cut loose until the fundamentals are consistent and strong. And so speaking of that consistency, practically perfect Cody Parkey. Seven on seven out of seven this season on field goals, 17 on 17 extra points. Lee Manka found key, the one that fills the very obvious void that was left when Phil Dawson retired. And, well, left us in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's only been four games, but I'm loving what I'm seeing. And I think if we had held on to Siebert, Sherbert, the would have been would rough. Look, yeah, it, the season would look completely different. I, I mean, think so he too. was just inconsistent as hell. You never knew what you're going to get. Now, at this point, I can sit back and relax and be like, okay, we are more than likely going to hit this. Yeah. Yeah. And a fun stat I just would like to point out. Oh, um, so the 4 0. Uh, amazing Pittsburgh Steelers 4-0. The steel curtain is back. Ben Roethlisberger is amazing. They're, the um, the four teams that they've beaten have a combined record of 3-15 and 1. 3-15 and 1. I'm glad you're bringing that up because I am talking next week and I was concerned at first because I was looking at their defense stats because I think that's going to be what gives us the most trouble. Mm-hmm. They have 20 sacks compared to their opponent's collective six over the first four games. But then to hear what those those teams are, I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, duh. The Eagles came <laughs> back late. Um, the Giants had a chance to win in the fourth quarter against them. Um, the Denver game, they had a backup quarterback um, with Jeff Driscoll that they almost came back and won. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the Texans and the Texans are obviously a fucking mess. So. Now they're sitting at four and zero presently due to some. COVID-related rescheduling, I want to mm-hmm. say. I have to get more into that for the second half of the podcast. I'm not 100% sure what's going on yet. Yep. Um, and this is one of the only remaining games that I'm actually kind of concerned about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this year alone, Ben has passed for over 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, one interception. Baker, on the other hand, as we discussed. 9-4. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a little bit of a, of a mismatch here. So to be honest, I, just, I, I would just still love to see, which I'm pretty sure they do play because of the Usually in the divisions, you play the same teams. Right. Um, I would love to see how the Steelers play, stack up against the Colts' defense. Mm, I would too. They play horrible would... defenses, so. Yeah. 
think that's it for me on my overall mm-hmm. Brown's reactions from George, which is, yeah. you know. It's interesting. I was just fascinated. Four, four and fucking one. No, we didn't think we were going to be sitting here after the first week. No, because I told George, I'm like, this is going to be a hell of a Victory Monday podcast. And he goes, well, let's see. And I'm yeah, like, well, well, let's see. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, man. It was, it, was a, it was a really rough one. And I would like to say, I think, I, I mean, let's see. The last two weeks, our blood has just been, our heart rate mm-hmm. has just been through the roof yeah. watching the end. And... I feel like this is gonna be like the return of like the uh, cardiac kids, the Bernie Kosar. You're, you're leading into something yeah. very accurate here, especially. I mean, even just the look, the swagger. There's some definite like cardiac kids part two kind mm-hmm. of thing happening here. So yeah, I, I see that you still have Muni Lot beer here. I do. Ooh. It is. It is now just going to be the uh, our uh, for display. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> display. Yes. I thought it was pretty good. I'm not usually a, an IPA person. Yeah, that's And that. actually, one of our members of North Bend and Browns picked up, I think he said, eight of them or something like that really? to watch yesterday's game. So he hadn't tried them before. He's likely tried them now. I'm going to have to ask how it, how it went. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Oh, and other barely Cleveland related news. Can we talk about the Lakers for just a second? Mm-hmm. Close out. Oh, I thought, I thought you had something. No, I no freaking LeBron James's fourth ring, back in the goat conversation. Right. Just a kid from Akron, mm-hmm. and he shouted out to Akron like a bunch of us. Which I love. I feel like I mean, he is committed to his roots, and he is not forgetting where he came from. And I really appreciate that about LeBron. Yeah. So if people are still shitting on LeBron, don't. That's right. Fucking stop it. Exactly. Oh my gosh. But uh, and he's also the only only one. In NBA history, to do to be MVP, Finals MVP, four times in three franchises. Oh yeah, I was like, three franchises. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> he might be the only player that's won three. Like, uh, you might be right about that. Yeah, something like that. I don't that. have the numbers or anything. I just you know. yeah. Well, I mean, Peyton, Peyton Manning is still the only quarterback that has won a Super Bowl with two different teams. That's which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, I would love to have an opportunity to ask certain people. Like, did you? Picture yourself being a career quarterback for like the Steelers, or right. you know what I mean. So just like, because it seems like quarterback, you build everything around them. But mm. we have had such like quarterback trauma that we haven't yeah. had a specific like. This is our guy. The fact that Baker's time. going on three years yeah. as uh, our only starting quarterback mm-hmm. is uh, pretty insane. I, I mean, even and we even started 2018 with Tyrod. So. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't have any updates on him yet. I assume he's still alive. I think he's doing better, <laughs> yes. He's doing better. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the worst. Gosh. Oh, talk briefly about Wyatt Teller. He is week to week as as of right now. Yep. Um, calf injury. Which is weird Straight because down. he was probable mm-hmm. going into the tunnel. So yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Greedy Williams also returns to injured reserve, I yep. want to say. Yeah, with a pinched nerve. Ew. Yeah. Gross. And the shoulder, yeah. So, we will see. I mean, we have not even had a fully healthy team from the start yet. And mm-hmm. I think we are not going to talk about Sundayho. <laughs> no, we are not, not going to talk about Sundayho. I'm not going to put time into somebody who's going to be gone next week. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think he's going to get replaced pretty soon. Gosh. I mean, Ronnie Harrison and Carl Joseph. When Carl Joseph is, uh, when he's healthy, I think he's, I think they're going to keep uh, Harrison and uh, Joseph as the starters back there. So. so. Well, damn. Yeah. I, I think that's it. I think that's it. I mean, we've 
covered the good stuff. Uh, you can tune back in for part two, which I'll record later with Levi. Yes. Around the league in 60 seconds, we'll talk about standings, and we're also going to talk about the super boring COVID regulations and the movement through the league and things like that. So, you know, just we did the fun part, and now we got to go do the boring shit. So, all right, fun. Signing off, four and one, victory Monday. Victory Monday. We'll see you later. Well, Alan Levi, we'll see you later. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Welcome back, sports fans. I was with George earlier today, one of our, our classic hosts. I have a, uh, a guest host today. Levi, insert nickname here, Burton. I couldn't think of a good one for you. I'm sorry. That's fine. Wow. <laughs> now, since then, George has submitted some great Brown Steelers facts via text from conceivably work um, <laughs> to amend the previous segment. Now, on this day, October 12th, 2014, the Cleveland for fucking hell. <laughs> George, uh, Levi's watching the current game. I tried to get the pull up the NFL uh, standings. It's not happening. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Anyways, on this day, October 12, 2014, the Cleveland Browns beat the Steelers 31-10. And boy, do I remember that day well. I remember walking into school. It went pretty good at Victory Monday. Additionally, the last time Cleveland won at Heinz um, was October 5th, 2003. So there are a lot of expectations walking into next week. And now the Steelers do have a perfect record. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Against four teams whose collective record is 3-15-1. So I hope we're going to give them hell, but it is still the Steelers. And you can never, ever, ever count those assholes out. Which is really the story of our lives. All right. COVID-19 updates. Super fun. Super fun. Right, Levi? Yes. Okay. A total of eight games have been rescheduled in light of positive COVID-19 tests coming from multiple teams and now impacting, um, let's see, 11 teams over six regular season weeks. So the Patriots have had to once again shut down their facility and move games um, around after a fourth positive test in the past eight days. Oh, God. <laughs> Please don't jump on my stuff, cat. Um, they, of course, were supposed to play tonight, but will be instead playing next Sunday, the 18th, and the Broncos that were uh, scheduled to play the Dolphins that day, and that, uh, that game has been rescheduled. So, per CBS Sports, the Buffalo Bills game against Kansas City Chief was scheduled for Thursday, will be pushed to Monday, and the NFL announced last week that uh, the game would be delayed in light of Bills' game against the Tennessee Titans being delayed until Tuesday. So, tonight the Chargers and Saints are facing off. The Chargers will now have a week six bye. The Steelers are also struggling with some reshuffling of their schedule, as are the Ravens, Jets, and Jaguars. We're trying to keep you up to date, but with eight games across 11 teams, it's getting out of hand fast. <laughs> uh, Levi, do you want to do Around the League in 60 seconds with me? Sure. Wow. Starting in your home division, AFC North, one of the hardest divisions in the whole damn league, and I mean it. Okay, the Steelers at the top with 4-0. Of course, they have had scheduling changes at week four by. Um, they play us next week, of course. Um, right behind them are us and the Ravens at four and one apiece. Lastly, Cincinnati, 1-3-1. Poor Joe Burrow, I feel really bad. Yeah, um, I don't understand how the Ravens are 4-1. I don't either. They should have beat the Chiefs. Yeah. The Chiefs, for some reason, they're just... I know everybody has a lot of injuries right now mm. and a lot of people out. Um, I mean, but the Chiefs, they were... They're the Chiefs. They're the <laughs> Super Bowl team. They're the guys. You know, yeah. they... And the Ravens are also a Super Bowl team, mm -hmm. but I I can't believe that the Chiefs are getting spanked by some of these teams and 
Yeah. They ended up beating the Ravens, who are definitely going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know. It's it's definitely been a weird-ass year, for sure. It does Not a lot is making sense. Obviously, we're 4-1. Yeah. and one. Like, what is going on? Yeah, I have nothing to say about the Bengals. Who does? No. Poor Joe Burrow. <laughs> like, Cleveland used to be like, oh, the big joke, where, oh, that's where quarterbacks go to die. But I think Joe Burrow is seeing that, like, in his sleep now. Like, oh, Yeah, he'll, he'll probably be with the Colts or something like that in, yeah. like, a year or two. I think so. He um, seems like a Colts quarterback. He seems like a Colts quarterback. He does. Yeah. He does a little bit. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Joe Burrow, because I like him enough. Like, whatever. Yeah, he's whatever. He kind of looks like um, Pennywise, but... He does a little bit. He does have some Pennywise vibes. <laughs> Over to the AFCs. The Bills in the lead at 4-0, followed by the Patriots, still 2-2 two and two with all of their scheduling changes and mishaps and all that shit. Um, Dolphins beat the tar out of the 49ers. To rise to two and three, and bringing up the rear is the still winless Jets. Any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> just chaos, I guess. Uh, it's just nothing makes sense anymore. In the AFC South, we have the Titans in the lead, still three and zero with games to make up. Now behind them are the Colts, knocked down to three and two by us. You're welcome. They're in second. Second, Houston Texans as well as Jacksonville Jaguars both have one and four. Back out to the AFC West now. The four and one Kansas City Chiefs was handed their first loss by the Raiders, who rose to three and two. The Chargers and Broncos are both at one and three. The Chargers are playing as we speak, however, so stay tuned for the results of that game. Over the NFC, the NFC North is presently led by the four and zero Packers. Right behind them are the four and one Bears. Um, and third, we've got the one and three Lions, and lastly, the one and four Vikings. Can we talk about the Bears? Like, how are they four and one? I don't understand it. What are the Vikings right now? Vikings are one and four. They just lost to... Oh, I don't They just played last night. Who did they lose against? Oh, the Seahawks. Oh, that's, oh, right. that's, that's right. right. Oh, what a game that was. That was, that was fantastic. I could not believe Russ Wilson was able to bring that back. I, I counted them out. I Honestly. thought for sure the Vikings Honestly. were coming, gonna win. <laughs> Three seconds left. Yes. Pulled it out. Levi's sitting there checking it while we're leaving, like... First Energy Stadium. I was like, oh my god. No, that was um, that was uh, Dallas and oh, that's right. the that's Giants. Right. I was watching it on the um, <laughs> I was on the couch and I was watching Vikings. Oh my god. Seahawks. I think that was 20 seconds left. They ended up pulling that one out. It was kind of an interesting week last yesterday. Yeah. Right. I mean, but the Seahawks. They've. It seems like all of their games have gone that way. We're like, they're definitely Super Bowl contenders. Mm-hmm. But they're going up against teams that and struggling. Hey. <laughs> and have to work from being behind. And it's very strange. They they pull it out, they're five and zero. Oh, but mm-hmm. it's I don't know, it's weird. It is weird. You wanna talk about the NFC East? <sighs> I think we gotta talk about the NFC East. I don't think anybody wants to talk about the NFC East. No, no, I don't. But Dallas Cowboys are currently in the lead at two and three. Of course, they famously lost Dak Prescott to a compound ankle fracture. As uh, as of a few hours ago, he has had surgery and left the hospital to recuperate at home. More news about Dak will be forthcoming, and we'll be keeping an eye on him in the coming weeks. However, his 2020 season has come to a close. Fans can conceivably look for him next year, but 
it's gonna be touch and go for a while. I think. Yeah. I mean, if you ever want to play again, you gotta be careful with your freaking ankles. Like. Yeah. Now behind them in the division are the three. Sorry, one, three, and one Eagles. Further back is the Washington Football Team at one and four. Last and least are the still winless Giants. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unacceptable. How have they not fired anybody yet? I that is dumb. No wait, who did cut loose Falcons. their Falcons? Did. Yeah, they cut the head coach. What What are the Giants doing? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Have they realized they don't any longer have Eli Manning? Like they need. Oh, and five <laughs> after a disaster year last year. Yeah. You're starting this year off zero and five, and you're not making any major decisions. Mm-hmm. We would have run his ass out of town by now. <laughs> Whoever it is, I don't even know who's mm-hmm. coaching him right now. Yeah, if we were one and five or zero and five right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Front office would be empty. <laughs> Every week we'd have a different quarterback. Tear down the stadium. Oh, God. Down in the um, NFC South, Tampa Bay Buccaneers still lead the division at 3-2 and two, with the Panthers right behind them as uh, at 3-2 and two as well. The New Orleans Saints are 2-2, two and two, but again, they're playing right now. That's going to change. We will keep you updated thusly. Lastly, they are pretty soon going to be 2-3. and three. <laughs> Lastly, Chad's beloved Falcons uh, are one of three four, remaining four winless back. teams. It is Atlanta, and both New York teams are still winless. We're praying for you. I, we haven't seen you in a while. We're assuming you're okay, but really, sorry to hear that, Chad. Let's talk about. I know Chad likes to talk about Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He is watching that game last Thursday. No, okay. He's like supposed to be the paragon of like. Yeah. This is a quarterback. This is quarterback's behavior. You're gonna walk off mm-hmm. and not like. Yeah. Be sportsmanlike or anything like that. I mean, but also, like, I love that throughout the whole game, um, like, Joe Buck is like, oh, he's the oldest, uh, most experienced, you know, this is what, yeah, he's 43, but he's still on top. And then, like, he forgets. Yeah. That it's fourth down. Not knowing what down it is, if that had been almost any other team, particularly a team like Cleveland, it would have been, oh, what, an egregious lack of awareness, a yep. lack of discipline, all these yeah. things. And but they Tom act Brady like, does oh, it, it's no. fine. What it's happened? Whatever. Oh, that's I mean, weird. That, he literally, sometimes that happens. Joe Buck I mean, literally says, sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. I'm like, Joe, how would you know? Unacceptable. Go home, wash your toupee. You yeah. don't know <laughs> shit. <laughs> Freaking Joe Buck. He has not done anything good uh, since I think the Pepsi What Is Love commercial. Fucking <laughs> 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 Joe. Uh. All right. Last but not least, over to the NFC West. Seattle still dominating the division at five and zero. One of the five remaining teams with the perfect record. That is Seattle, Green Bay, Bills, Steelers, Titans. Rams right behind them at four and one. Cardinals coming in third at three and two, and the 49ers having 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 fallen to th- two and three. So, all around, kind of weird, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of upsets, a lot of things I did not expect. This is a weird year. Yeah. We know that. Rams are... mm, It's whatever. I mean, who have they played so far? I don't even know. (laughs) They have played... um, They played the Cowboys. They won. Mm -hmm. They won against the Eagles easily. Um, they lost against the Bills by a field goal. <laughs> they beat the Giants, of course. Yeah, poor Giants. And I feel really bad. They beat Washington. Like, come on. It's kind of like you're. It's underwhelming. For it's starters. underwhelming for starters, and you're once again supposedly a Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. and. Um, 
Listen, I'm, Listen, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. They're gonna, they're gonna beat the 49ers. They're gonna beat the Bears. They're gonna beat the Dolphins. Mm. They had a bye week. Not until week ten do they face the Seahawks, an actual team. Get then we'll see what the Rams are doing. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm not thinking about. I was gonna Rams. say until that moment, like, have you even seen them tested? I don't no. think so. No. <sighs> I don't know. It's just a weird, weird year. It is very strange. Cardinals, I'm not even talking about the Cardinals. I'm, I'm not I'm talking about the Cardinals. Yeah, Kyler Murray, Murray, whatever. I'm not seeing anything special about him. Me but to be fair, like, I'm I'm not, like, bitter. Because yeah. I don't really see anything special about Baker. He's, I literally feel he's like in... Aubrey Plaza. I'm like, I nothing him. Like, exactly. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Seahawks are Seahawks. I've already talked. Now, do you have any uh, any Browns insights that you'd like to share with our now six listeners? <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> I'm excited about that shit. Um, Browns insights? Or Not like really. I questions, mean, this, comments, observations. This this past game, it seemed like we lost a little bit of our discipline mm-hmm. with uh, Baker getting two picks. Some one of it was like play calling and uh, Stefanski kind of takes ownership for that he did he in an interview he you know at least took partial ownership Mm -hmm. like you know i I put some of that on me for sure i mean but he had baker had what 19 passing yards in the second half oh shit i don't know (laughs) that's not great it's not great um and that can't be right that can't be right um but same thing with landry like Landry he shouldn't even be somebody that we have to hope and pray he's going to catch something Mm -hmm. if something's going to Landry he's going to catch it he had passes going right to his chest and he dropped them yeah like what is going on well we talked earlier in the in the podcast about how he tweeted like those two are going to haunt me for a couple of days and I think if you're if you're the uh, Browns coaching staff you're definitely heavy on the passing uh, drills this this week (laughs) because I think you're going to have a similar situation in which Pittsburgh is going to think we need to force Baker to use that arm. And I mean that like I told George this morning, that's not necessarily gonna save you anymore. Like no. Baker can make plays. So Yeah. Now he had two hundred and forty seven total. I'm not sure how they were all divided, but it is what it is. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So overall it was I mean, obviously nobody's gonna say, Oh no, they did great the whole time. No, we ran out of juice at a certain point, but I'm not so concerned as to be like Oh, next week is total loss. We're not gonna win. Blah, blah. Oh no! I. It's gonna be a fight either way. Listen. Like, and if it's a fight, I'm happy. Because <laughs> I mean, I've seen way too many where they just roll over. I'm like, yeah. why are you even out here? Steelers games are always up in the air. Yeah. That's when it comes to Cleveland versus Steelers. It will probably never change. But that's um, okay. That's what a good rivalry is all about. <laughs> um, let's see. So, I mean, we might be able to get something off of that run game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a lot of dead air. Dead air. <laughs> I'm looking up uh, defense uh, statistics. Oh, let's talk for a second about Mary Kay Cabot while he's doing this. I am irritated with her. 
because she is a Cleveland sports beat writer. She is supposed to be one of our cheerleaders, one of the people that is gonna, you know, boost our morale a little bit here in the city. She and Colin Coward and Tony Grossi, they're like the big three in that arena right now. And she has a lot of audacity considering the fact that she, rather than focusing on the fact that Baker two, threw two touchdowns, focused on how the Colts turned his interceptions into points. And I was just like, how do you do that? And I retweeted it on the official North Bannon Browns Twitter and Mary Kay deleted the tweet. She deleted <laughs> the tweet. If you are going to be a B writer, if you're going to be a journalist, you need to I mean, stand by what you say. And if you're going to choose to slam Cleveland every time you get a chance, you have to deal with the fallout of that shit. So I'm irritated, and this is why we're doing this for Better Browns Media. Because I'm pissed. But she also tweeted, Browns, Kevin Stefanski attributed some of Baker Mayfield's second half wo woes. She, she put wows, but it's supposed to be woes. I can do wows. a much better job as a play caller. <laughs> I put a lot of that on me. So, anyways. Levi, have you got the numbers you need? I do not. Let's move on. Alright. Well, I've actually got nothing. Okay. I'm at the end of my... Uh, the end of my list at the end of my talking points we are going to go watch the chargers and the saints chargers as we speak at 13 saints at three there's 10 minutes left in the second we're gonna we're gonna go watch that so you guys have a great week we'll see you conceivably next victory monday which hopefully is the next one the next monday <laughs> <laughs> here's hoping sports fans